Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. number 877-381-3811-877-381-3811. Russia is still bombing Ukrainian cities. Russia is still slaughtering Ukrainians. And um, the media have taken it off the front page for all intents and purposes and off the beginning of their broadcasts. And... I think the Putin wing of the media are thrilled with this. And certainly the Putin pop- propagandists. But here's something. There's a lot to cover tonight. We've got two great guests, too, so stick with me. Reuters, Russia, Iran, to take practical steps to circumvent Western sanctions. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov on Wednesday said Moscow will work with Iran to take practical steps in an effort to circumvent Western sanctions, the RIA news agency said. That's Russia. It's not immediately clear if he was referring to sanctions against Russia exclusively or also against Iran. I've warned about this, this access of evil. Here's the other part. Newsweek. China praises Russia for preventing humanitarian crisis in Ukraine. Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi praised Russia for its efforts to, quote, prevent a large-scale humanitarian crisis in Ukraine, saying that the relationship between China and Russia maintained the right direction of progress amid war in Eastern Europe. Wang met with Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov in Anhu province on Wednesday during Lavrov's first visit to the country, since the invasion of Ukraine began last month. So Russia with its ally Iran, Russia with its ally China, 
Wang expressed to Lavrov that Moscow had Beijing's backing in its efforts to continue peace talks with Ukraine, saying the country supports efforts made by Russia and other relevant parties to prevent a large-scale humanitarian crisis. Now, let's see. Over 10% of the Ukrainian population is now in refugee status. You have cities that are anywhere from 50 to over 90% destroyed. You have the slaughter of innocent civilians going on, despite some of the happy talk in the media. And I'll tell you what really bothers me, and I can see it bothers uh, retired four-star General Jack Keane on Fox 2. We have a perfect opportunity <coughs> excuse me, to defeat the Putin war machine here and now. Without ever sending an American troop into Ukraine, without ever sending an American jet fighter into Ukraine, without ever sending an American tank into Ukraine. Perfect opportunity. Which would send a signal to the communist Chinese genocidal regime and its designs on Taiwan, and would send a signal to the Iranians, except for the fact that Biden has bent over backwards to help them. As I said before, let me silence this. As I said before, ladies and gentlemen, and I mean this, is Ukraine not allowed to win? Ukraine should be allowed to win, but it needs help. And it's not getting help. And that's not getting the kind of help that it needs. And I'm hearing from some contacts that I have, actually, I'm hearing that the Biden administration is pressuring Zelensky and the Ukrainians to sue for peace, almost at any cost. And when that stuff gets back to the, to the Kremlin, obviously that's very damaging when it comes to defeating Russia. And Russia digs in. But it bothers me a lot. And I'll tell you what's interesting. I was among the first, certainly, to say that is Ukraine allowed to win? Remember, Mr. Producer? I said it a month ago. I said it on Hannity's show. I said it on my Sunday show. I said it on Levin TV. I've said it behind this microphone. General Keene is saying the same thing. He put it differently, that the White House is afraid that Putin could lose. Now, this is unacceptable, ladies and gentlemen. This is crazy. How do you call a guy a war criminal, and he is, slaughtering thousands of people, and he is, with designs on NATO countries, and he does, because he said he does in his own way this past summer, but want to ensure he doesn't lose. This is very, very troubling to me. And China, trust me when I tell you, China is going to do what it can to help Russia in many ways. In many ways where it thinks it can get away with it. Because it still has designs on Taiwan. Maybe not tomorrow, maybe not next week, maybe not next year, but just remember, China plays long ball. China plays for a year, 10 years, 50 years, 100 years. You see, these, these genocidal maniacs, they see presidents come and go. But they stay. Putin's been there 20 years. 
through what? Four or five presidents. Xi's been there what? 12 years, 14 years, through three or four presidents. They figure they'll deal with whatever comes. That this is musical chairs in the West. Particularly in the United States. They look at Biden, they say, now's the chance. Biden hasn't led the effort against Putin. He talks the most, but he has not led the effort against Putin. There's not a single NATO country that believes that. Ukraine knows that's not true. The American media prop him up like the big dummy that he is. There'll be more to talk about on this, too. But we're going to take a break. And I want you to know a couple things. First of all, in the Supreme Court of the United States. Turns out, let's see here. Our friends at Blaze Media point out, Alex Nitzberg, Mitt Romney has said he's not sure how he's going to vote. He's not sure how he's going to vote when it comes to Judge Jackson. Now, this is shocking. She's not even close to a centrist or even a traditional liberal. She is a radical. It's been demonstrated. But this is how Mitt Mitt Romney rolls. Mitt Romney voted against confirming Katanji Brown Jackson last year for the circuit judgeship, the appellate court, and now says he hasn't decided whether he'll support elevating her to the Supreme Court. He votes against her for the D.C. appellate, that is, circuit court, but is undecided on whether to vote for her for the Supreme Court. You need to know, and I think you do, Romney, Murkowski, Collins, and their ilk. They're not moderates. They're not centrists. They're none of those things. The reason they're celebrated by the corrupt media, the reason they're celebrated by the American Marxists, is because they know that these people are out for themselves to create impressions of themselves to to inf- to reinforce their narcissism about their self-righteousness Susan Collins has announced that she's going to vote she's going to vote for Judge Jackson for the Supreme Court of the United States let's get that cut Mr. Producer cut 14 go I had been evaluating Judge Jackson's record uh, for some time. I applied the same standards that have applied to the other Supreme Court justices. Remember how she was, her palms were sweating, sweat beads on her forehead. She really had to work hard to decide whether to vote for Kavanaugh. By the way, I wouldn't have voted for Kavanaugh, but for completely different reasons. That doesn't matter. Oh, remember? Remember? Oh, my goodness. She was so upset. Oh, what am I going to do? What am I? And then gives this big speech. But here she makes up her mind very quickly. Judge Jackson, who's for all these radical things. Do you understand, Senator Collins, that Judge Jackson cannot even define that you're a woman? But that's okay with Susan Collins. Who does a bad imitation of Catherine Hepburn? Uh-oh, is Will Smith going to punch me? Just, just, just need to make sure. Go ahead. Cast votes, and um, I 
met with her for an hour and a half before the hearing, watched much of the hearing, and then I met with her yesterday for an hour. At the conclusion of that extensive review and conversation... I interviewed her before and after, and I watched her during the hearings and an extensive review, and I therefore decided that she's more than qualified to be on the Supreme Court. She goes, I'm sure I don't agree with every decision that she casts on the court or with any justice. I expect that. And the ABA gave her the highest qualification. Of course they did. They're radical kooks too. Therefore, I'm going to vote for her. Not a word about critical race theory. Not a word about transgenderism and the ideology. Not a word about being soft on perverts. Not a word. Because I'm a righteous person. And the whole world is focused on me, Susan Collins of Maine. And I will be praised again in the media. God. 330 million people in this country. Where do we find these people? Biden, Harris, Romney, Collins. Good Lord. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, I'm here to talk to you about something very serious. Have you felt something changing in our country? That too many people no longer identify themselves as Americans first, but instead group themselves by race, class, or sex? That we're losing the common idea of justice, the melting pot that unites us. I'm talking about citizenship, folks. And if we lose the idea of citizenship, then we don't have a country. But there's something you can do. Get educated and then teach others. And my friends at Hillsdale College can show you the way. Hillsdale's new free course on American citizenship will help you learn about what's happening and why. The course is taught by our friend, Dr. Victor Davis Hansen, who will equip you to help restore our country. You can sign up for free at levinforhillsdale.com. You'll learn about topics like the history of citizenship, the deep state, and even the Great Reset. Please sign up today to take Hillsdale's free course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. There have been three terrorist attacks on Israel in a period of about a week, week and a half, with multiple deaths. The last one, Palestinians using uh, semi-automatic weapons, uh, slaughtered five Jews uh, and uh, injured numerous others. Around the same time that was occurring, our Secretary of State was meeting with Abbas, I don't remember the rash of terrorist attacks against the Israelis when Trump was president. Oh, things happened, don't get me wrong. But have you noticed our State Department, this White House, they act like nothing's happened. They just go on with the Iranians. The Iranians shoot missiles at our consulate in Iraq. There's no response. Nothing. 
has said many, many times, this kind of response or the activity in Afghanistan, the surrender there, the capitulation of Putin prior to his invasion of Ukraine, these all create scenarios for evil regimes and evil people to do evil things. The worst is yet to come, folks. The worst is yet to come. We're going to have Ian Pryor on the program next hour to talk about how you parents can fight back against what's happening in your schools and your communities. Sort of building on Chapter 7, if you will, of my book, American Marxism. But I I want to read something to you. This is in uh, Rockville, Maryland. A first grade in a Jewish day school, private school. I think it's the Charles E. Smith Jewish Day School. Dear first grade families, and this is from the K-1 through guidance counselor. During the month of April, I will be leading a guidance lesson on the topic of gender inclusion in your child's classroom. First graders. This lesson's part of the larger scope of our students' social, emotional learning and development. And one of the ways we support the building of our welcoming community. As we focus in April on the middle value of empathy, our goal is to be as understanding and inclusive a community as possible. Through these lessons, collectively, we set a tone for a safe space at our school that welcomes all students and their families. We also help students understand the importance of gender equity and respect for all genders. At this grade level, the focus of the lesson will be on the topic of gender stereotypes. We're reading the book, Dolls and Trucks Are for Everyone, by Rob Perlman. Our specific learning objectives are examine gender roles and recognize gender stereotyping, examine impact of of gender stereotyping, expand students' perception of activities and possibilities for all genders, and being an ally and good friend. If you have any questions about the lesson or concerns for your child, please feel free to email me. We can set up a time to talk sincerely. Now, now you understand why Florida passed its law, which I doubt applies to private schools, but it certainly applies to the public schools. First graders? First graders? I want to say this. This is poison. This is a cancer spreading throughout this culture. It's not about equity. It's not about tolerance. The imposition of ideology, the imposition of of subjects that are certainly not right for little babies like this is a grotesque abuse by adults of children. A grotesque abuse. And I'm sick and tired of it. Folks, I'm here to talk to you about something very serious. Have you felt something changing in our country? That too many people no longer identify themselves as Americans first, but instead group themselves by race, class, or sex? That we're losing the common idea of justice, the melting pot that unites us. I'm talking about citizenship, folks. And if we lose the idea of citizenship, then we don't have a country. But there's something you can do. Get educated and then teach others. And my friends at Hillsdale College can show you the way. 
Hillsdale's new free course on American citizenship will help you learn about what's happening and why. The course is taught by our friend, Dr. Victor Davis Hansen, who will equip you to help restore our country. You can sign up for free at levinforhillsdale.com. You'll learn about topics like the history of citizenship, the deep state, and even the Great Reset. Please sign up today to take Hillsdale's free course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Mark Levin, radio's hell-raising intellectual. Call now, 877-381-3811. You want to know why the media do not tell the American people what's in this Florida bill? Because if the American people knew, like you do, because I explained it last week, what's in this Florida bill, they would support it overwhelmingly. You know how I know that? Because P.O. Strategies did a poll on this. P.O. Strategies did a poll on this. That's public opinion strategies. You know what they found? 61% overall support the bill of the American people. 26% oppose it. 70% of Republicans support the bill. 23% oppose it. 58% of independents, these are voters, support the bill. 26% don't. 55% of Democrat voters support the bill. 29% don't. 70% of Trump voters support the bill. 23% don't. 53% of Biden voters support the bill. 30% don't. 67% of parents support the bill, 24% don't. 60% of suburban voters support the bill, 30% do not. And of people who know somebody who is LGBTQ, 61% support the bill, 28% don't. Now, not polled here, the media... Democrat Party leaders, Democrat Party operatives. But everybody else supports the bill when they know what's in it. When they know what's in it. Voters across partisan lines strongly support the new Florida law after being provided with the actual language of the bill. Classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or general identification may not occur in kindergarten through the third grade or in, any, or in a manner that is not age-appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards. Wow. Does it say anything about don't say gay? This whole thing has been manufactured. So now we have a poll. That once people learn the language of what's in this bill, of what's in the bill, they support it overwhelmingly. Even Democrats, 55 to 29 percent. Even Biden voters, 53 to 30 percent. Parents, 67 to 24 percent. Suburbanites, 60 to 30 percent. You know what's not tested here, Mr. Producer? Hispanics. African-Americans, 
Because historically, it's been known that they strongly object to this kind of behavior. Strongly. So why doesn't somebody check that out? Why doesn't somebody check that out? Now if we do white, wealthy, liberal professors, I'm sure it would be nearly 100% who do support it. But again, overall 61 to 26% support the Florida bill. Overwhelming majority of people in Florida support the bill. And yet it's under attack by Disney World. Because Disney World now is a perverse place. It claims to be for families and children, but it's not. Plus, it's a ripoff, but it's not. It's not for family and children. It's for the big mouths among the employed there. It's for that uh, individual who runs the content. Now, the president of content is going to make 100% sure that, you know, at least half of the lead figures are, I don't know, or whatever she decides they should be. So they're going to try and force this stuff upon your children, upon parents, into our schools, in addition to fighting critical race theory. Susan Collins doesn't have a problem with any of this. She's going to vote for a Supreme Court justice who will support every bit of this. Romney's undecided. I want the people of Utah to understand this. Even though he voted against her the first time for the appellate court, now he's not sure what to do. He knows he won't get praised in the Washington Compost or the New York Slimes, and having supported Black Lives Matter in the past, a corrupt, violent organization, a Marxist organization, why wouldn't he throw in with Judge Jackson? I'm surprised he voted against her last time. But that was under the radar. Nobody was paying attention, you see. Anyway, hat tip to my buddy Sam for sending that to me. Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden's a fall guy for his father. No, don't get me wrong. He is a sleazeball like virtually no other. Whether it comes to women, whether it comes to his own daughter, whether it comes to other countries, he's a sleazeball. Now, He's under intense criminal investigation. That's what we're led to believe. As I explained last week, that's why the New York Times has done a piece. And it said, yeah, the laptop is real. That's why the Washington Comp posted a very long piece today. A Washington Post review confirms key details and offers new documentation of Biden family interactions with Chinese executives. I would ask the three reporters on this, Matt Visor, Tom Hamburger, And Craig Timberg, why didn't you ever talk to Peter Schweitzer? Why do you pretend that man doesn't exist? He was way ahead of you. Why didn't you speak to the people at the New York Post? The reporters there, they were way ahead of you. Why did you ignore, in fact, trash Rudy Giuliani? Who had the information, he was way ahead of you. Way ahead of you. Why did you and the New York Times commit an unimaginable act of campaign law violation by covering up, censoring, effectively an in-kind contribution to the Biden campaign? 
Is it not important, American media? Is it not important to know if a president or a potential president and his family are corrupt? If they're bought off and paid off? I think it is. While you're chasing Donald Trump to the ends of the earth, you wouldn't even chase Joe Biden to his basement in his home in Wilmington, Delaware. You want to know why? Because you're sleazeballs, that's why. You're frauds and you're fakes. The deal was years in the make. I can't read this whole thing. It goes on and on because, you see, the Washington Post is now repositioning itself. By the way, have you noticed that Joe Scarborough, who said this whole thing was a Russian plot, and history will judge you people, you people who embrace Russia. History will judge you how wrong you are about all this. Hat tip newsbusters, Joe Scarborough, cut six, go. It is so obviously disinformation that the person that writes the story won't put their name on it because they know it's a lie. History, history will expose you all as fools and useful idiots for the Russians It's the, the, it, the, for four years now. For four years now, there has been a line from Russian agents into the campaign. It's unbelievable how how stupid you think Americans are, how stupid you think Americans are. The idiocy, the sheer idiocy. You are revealed right now, but you will be revealed throughout history for basically running cover for Russians and an ex-KGB agent who said the greatest tragedy of the 20th century. All right, there's your mental midget. Joey uh, Schmoey Scarborough. History will judge you. No, history won't even think of you. You're a non-entity. You never existed. You're a buffoon. It's the Joe Scarborough Comedy Hour with his sidekick, Ed McMahon Mika Brzezinski. <laughs> Something like that. Hello! So Joe Scarborough was the propagandist. I take no back seat to despising Putin. But the Democrat Party uses Russia or anything it can to advance its cause, its cause of tyranny and control. And they have Pravda types like Scarborough who's there to help them along. Let's continue. While many aspects of Hunter Biden's financial arrangement with the CEFC China Energy, CEFC is a Chinese Communist Regime Front Company had been previously reported and were included in a Republican-led Senate report from 2020. Really? That, you gave that almost no attention, Washington Compost. A Washington Compost review confirmed many of the key details and found additional documents showing Biden family interactions with Chinese executives. So basically, these three uh, uh, scriptwriters... They took the Republican report. No doubt they took Schweitzer's book. And they essentially followed the, the guidelines that they provided. Now, it's funny. It's a Republican report, you notice. Where are all the Democrats? They don't care. Over the course of 14 months, the Chinese energy conglomerate and its executives, listen, paid $4.8 million to entities controlled by Hunter Biden and his uncle, According to government records, court documents, and newly disclosed bank statements, 
as well as emails containing a copy of a laptop hard drive that purportedly once belonged to Hunter Biden. Oh, the laptop. Wait a minute. The laptop? Now it's authentic. Why? Why does the Washington Post conclude it's authentic? Because the New York Times said it's authentic. Really? And why did the New York Times say it was authentic after the New York Post has said it's authentic for over a year? We even said, how could it not be authentic? Given the emails and the date stamps and the names on there, easy to follow up if you're a serious journalist, but they're not. Why did the the New York Times act? Because the criminal investigation is coming to a head. Because the criminal investigation is not being handled by Maine Justice and Meritless Garland. It's being handled by the U.S. Attorney's Office in Wilmington, Delaware, and the career prosecutors there. May I continue? The Post did not find evidence that Joe Biden personally benefited from or knew details about the transactions with the communist company. Because the Post doesn't look. Who do they think the big guy is in the emails? Who do they think the big guy is who was getting 10%? Who do they think Hunter Biden was splitting his money with? They're all over Trump. The Trump world up there in Manhattan. Because the CEO or the CFO, elderly gentleman, he didn't report the fact that he got free drives from his driver or that he or that he gave some money for his kids to get medical treatment or for his grandkids to go to school no 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 but here's hunter biden helping his daddy pay for his house the roof on his house and what about the fact that hunter biden was doing the bidding of foreign governments the communist chinese and at that time the corrupt ukrainian government did he register as a federal agent no he didn't wow Maybe he should get solitary confinement. I'm sure the judges in D.C. were very harsh on people who are parading in public. But the Post, no matter, three reporters looking, 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 they couldn't find any connection to Joe. I have it right on my damn computer. Don't you, Mr. Producer? How much evidence do you need? The big guy gets 10%. Oh, Who's the big guy? Joe. Uh, Has Joe been interviewed yet? No. Under oath? No. Grand jury? No. Special counsel? No. 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 Oh. What's Schumer have to say? Nothing. What's Pelosi have to say? Nothing. No, no, no. Washington Compost makes it clear. They didn't find any evidence that Joe's personally benefited. Or knew the details. Because they sat in every conversation Joe had with his brother, with his son. They so think you're stupid. And the people who subscribe to this are stupid, quite frankly. But the new documents, which include a signed copy of a $1 million legal retainer, emails related to the wire transfers, and $3.8 million in consulting fees that are confirmed in new bank records and agreements signed by Hunter Biden, Illustrate the ways in which his family profited it from relationships built over Joe Biden's decades in public service. So, when this line of questioning by Donald Trump was cut off during one of the debates when he was challenging Joe Biden and Chris Wallace, who's out there trashing Fox News and Tucker Carlson, 
in the New York Times cut off President Trump. Well, then you see how the system works. It doesn't. I've got a lot more to say about this. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Folks, I'm here to talk to you about something very serious. Have you felt something changing in our country? That too many people no longer identify themselves as Americans first, but instead group themselves by race, class, or sex? That we're losing the common idea of justice, the melting pot that unites us. I'm talking about citizenship, folks. And if we lose the idea of citizenship, then we don't have a country. But there's something you can do. Get educated and then teach others. And my friends at Hillsdale College can show you the way. Hillsdale's new free course on American citizenship will help you learn about what's happening and why. The course is taught by our friend, Dr. Victor Davis Hansen, who will equip you to help restore our country. You can sign up for free at levinforhillsdale.com. You'll learn about topics like the history of citizenship, the deep state, and even the Great Reset. Please sign up today to take Hillsdale's free course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not done with Hunter Biden. I'm not done with anything. So stick with us. I will be back soon. We have a fantastic guest next hour as well. As we do in the third hour, we have Ian Pryor, who will be in in the second hour to walk us through more that can be done to fight the assault on our innocent little babies and kids. And in the third hour, we have Bruce Pearl, NCAA men's basketball coach for the Auburn University basketball team. Remember I played for you what he said about Ukraine and so forth? Well, we're going to bring him on in hour three. I think it's the first national radio show he's been on that's not sports-related. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Very busy day. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Back to Hunter Biden. New documents, which included a signed copy of a $1 million legal retainer, writes the Washington Compost. Emails related to the wire transfers and $3.8 million in consulting fees that are confirmed in New bank records and agreements signed by Hunter Biden illustrate the ways in which his family profited from relationships built over Joe Biden's decades in public service. But there's no evidence Joe knew anything. Now, why didn't the Washington Post dig into this prior to the election? We know the answer to that because they're frauds. Let's continue. Hunter Biden's overseas work has been the subject of heightened scrutiny. He's been under federal investigation as part of an inquiry 
into his taxes with witnesses called before a grand jury as recently as last month. Federal prosecutors have been attempting to determine if he failed to account for income from China-related deals. The Post has previously reported, although it's unclear whether that is still a focus. Republicans, meanwhile, pointed to the Biden family's business deals in China, along with Hunter Biden's past membership on the board of the Ukrainian energy firm Burisma, as potential conflicts of interest. Now, keep something in mind, America. Under the Democrats in the House of Representatives, they have not conducted a single hearing on Hunter Biden's ties. Or Jim Biden, the brother's ties. Or Joe Biden's ties to any of this. Not one hearing. Not one call for a special counsel. Not one. Mitch McConnell has basically kept a lid on this for a year. He's undermined. Ron Johnson, and even Grassley. Oh, yes, he has. The CEFC deal, remember, that's the Communist Front Group, became one of the most lucrative, if not if, if short-lived, foreign ventures Hunter Biden is known to have pursued. In other words, he was getting money from the Communist Chinese regime, folks. The Post Review draws in part on an analysis of a copy said to be of the hard drive of a laptop computer that Hunter Biden purportedly dropped off at a Delaware repair shop and never came to collect. Now, this is amazing. Here, the poor New York Post is waving it around. Look what we've got. Look what we've got. And they're trashed and they're attacked by these other media corporations. The New York Post could have said, here we have it, and did. And the Washington Post could have said, I mean, the Washington Post could have said, hey, look. We'd like to take a look at that. But they didn't. They trashed it. The laptop was turned over to the FBI in December 2019, according to documents reviewed by the Post. And a copy of the drive was obtained by Rudy Giuliani and other advisors to then-President Trump a few months before the 2020 election. After the New York Post began publishing reports on the contents of the laptop in October 2020, the Washington Post repeatedly asked Giuliani and Republican strategist Stephen K. Bannon for a copy of the data to review before the election, but the requests were rebuffed or ignored. Well, why did you ask them? Why didn't you ask the New York Post? Why didn't you carry the New York Post stories? Look how they're covering up even their own tracks. In June 2021, a copy was provided to the Post, meaning the Washington Compost, by Jack Maxey, an activist who received a copy from Giuliani in 2020 at a time when Maxey was working with Stephen K. Bannon and his War Room podcast. Let's see, June 2021, Mr. How long ago is that? Seven, eight months? And again, did they run the New York Post stories? No. They don't mind running New York Times stories. Did they condemn big tech, the oligarchs in this country, for covering up what was in the New York Post and banning people who were posting it? No, the Washington Compost didn't do any of that. Biden aides and some former U.S. intel officials have voiced concern that the device may have been manipulated by Russia to interfere in the campaign. I know you gave that position voice. Capitol Hill, Democrats have dismissed earlier reports about Hunter Biden's work and China's lacking credibility or being part of a Republican disinformation campaign. 
The post-analysis included forensic work by two outside experts who assessed the authenticity of numerous emails related to the, the CEFC matter. In addition, the Post found the financial documents on the copy of Hunter Biden's purported laptop matched documents and information found in other records, including newly disclosed bank documents obtained by Senator Charles Grassley and Senate Finance Judiciary Committee. Well, where are the Democrats on the Senate Finance and Judiciary Committees? Where are the Democrats? Of course, they won't give any credit to Ron Johnson because he's up for re-election. The potential energy projects Hunter Biden discussed with CEFC never came to fruition. Nonetheless, accounts linked to Hunter Biden received at least $3.79 million in payments from CEFC, that's the Communist Chinese, f- through consulting contracts according to bank records and joint agreements reviewed by the Post. Biden received an additional $1 million retainer issued as part of an agreement to represent Patrick Ho, a CEFC official who would later be charged in the United States in connection with a multi-million dollar scheme to bribe leaders from Chad and Uganda. That retainer agreement in a newly uncovered document contains the signatures of both Hunter Biden and Ho, who was later convicted and sentenced to three years in prison. Hunter Biden, who has a law degree, was not accused of wrongdoing in that scheme, and appeared to have little role representing Ho in the federal case. Ho, through his attorney in that case, declined to comment. But he got a million dollars. He got a million dollar retainer. Hunter Biden's relationship with CEFC took root during a time of financial strain and turmoil for his family. Who cares? It was in the throes of addiction, Hunter wrote in a memoir. Who cares? During divorce proceedings, it goes on. Who cares? There's a lot of people who go through horrible, horrible, horrible things who aren't crooks. An intermediary for the Chinese Communist Company initially reached out to Hunter Biden in December 2015 to set up a meeting between the then Vice President's son and Ye Ximing, the founder and chairman of the Chinese firm, according to verified emails from a purported copy of the laptop hard drive. Oh, that laptop hard drive. You know, big tech... Big, big tech should be broken up just for this. To influence a federal election the way they did. The media should be despised forevermore just for this. And yes, it calls into the question the election. You're damn right it does. All the crookedness, all the corruption. Some criminal, some not, that took place in this election is Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Goes on. Vuk Jeremic, a Serbian politician, had recently served as president of the United Nations General Assembly. Wrote an email to the younger Biden that he was hosting a small private dinner in Washington with Yi, whom he called one of the ten wealthiest Chinese businessmen, and wanted Hunter to attend. Hunter was unable to attend the dinner, and Jeremic said in an email to the Post that. While he knew both men, he was not involved in their mutual introduction and found out from the media reports that the two had eventually connected. Now, this Chinese Communist Party company, CFC, is a massive oil and gas company founded in 2002 at financing from government development banks, ties to the Communist Party of China, and the People's Liberation Army, according to people who studied the firm. Yi's official biography said he was once Deputy Secretary of the China Association for International Friendly Contact. Wow, what a name. 
an organization that a 2011 U.S. congressional report called a front for the People's Liberation Army. Shortly after Joe Biden left the vice presidency, Hunter Biden and Yi met over dinner in Miami. The two discussed business opportunities for the communist Chinese company in the United States, including a $40 million joint venture to produce liquefied natural gas in Louisiana. That deal failed, but Ye Jiming was so pleased with his initial meeting with Hunter Biden that after dinner he sent a 2.8-carat diamond to Hunter Biden's hotel room with a card thanking him for the conversation, according to The New Yorker. In divorce proceedings, Hunter's wife would claim the diamond was worth 80000 Hunter Biden told The New Yorker the value was closer to 10000 that he gave the diamond to his associates and that he doesn't know what they did with it. Oh, yeah, right. Tell us another funny, like Joe Biden didn't know anything. And there were more red flags that involved James Biden, the brother. Wow. I think we have literally a Manchurian candidate, Mr. Producer, in the Oval Office. What do you think? A Manchurian candidate. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say. Said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does, and a little over half of the cost. And I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com. Find the plan that's right for you. Then this month, enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, we've been focusing tonight and in the past on what's happening to our children in our schools across the country. Governor DeSantis has done in Florida, which is very positive. What Governor Yunkin has done in Virginia, very positive. But then you see what's taking place in our schools, private schools. You see what's taking place at Disney and all these places. One of the organizations, American Legal, is uh, involved in confronting this too. Ian Pryor works with American Legal, as, by the way, does my wife, a colleague there. Ian, how are you? How are you doing, Mark? Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. I thought it was better that you help explain uh, what you folks are doing to empower parents to fight this 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 cancer that is spreading from uh, public schools to private schools to even religious institutions. Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, we have a lot we have a lot on our plate, but one of the things that we've been focused on, you know, especially over the past month or so, is our, our PPRA toolkit. Um, that's the Pupil Protection Rights Amendment, or Protection of Pupil Rights Amendment, which, you know, really is a federal law that allows parents to go in and inspect instructional materials, um, you know, that are at their schools, whether it's 
classroom materials, curriculum, even teacher trainings. And it also prevents schools from putting out these surveys uh, without giving parents an opportunity to opt out. It was surveys that talk about, you know, sexual identity, religious beliefs, political beliefs, et cetera. You know, a lot of parents have certainly taken advantage of the Freedom of Information Act. Um, but what we've seen throughout schools across the country is schools are trying to really get around their, their FOIA obligations by charging massive amounts of money to parents that are trying to, to get these documents. And so what we did was, and it's on our website, AFL, AFLegal.org, is we put together this toolkit that allows parents to go out there and file these PPRA requests with their school to get behind that, that curtain of what is going on, you know, once you send your kids through those two doors. Now, this is very, very important. So it's on the American First Legal website. Can you tell us what that is again? Yeah, that's aflegal.org. Um, and you will see, you know, right up front, we released the, the PDF version of the toolkit, which really explains the PPRA law. It explains the process on, you know, there's a, a custom letter there that parents can send into their individual schools to have the right to go inspect this material. And, you know, to the extent that schools push back, because, you know, they will, um, we've seen that they will push back on every opportunity where parents are trying to get and, and look at the curriculum, and they should reach out to us. I mean, there's an email right there on the website, uh, you know, and we will we'll be there to help. And that's that's one of the reasons why we're there is to help push back against this, you know, this, this woke agenda that is occurring in public schools, in private schools, in corporate America, in the government. I mean, it is it is really infected all levels of our society. I've gone on to this site just now, American First Legal. It's AFLlegal.org, AFLlegal.org. It couldn't be simpler to follow this. It couldn't be simpler to follow the uh, the links that are on here. And I just want the audience to know, which is filled with a lot of parents and grandparents, I want to strongly encourage you to go to this site, aflegal.com, AF, excuse me, aflegal.org, aflegal.org. So you're saying this is a federal statute, 20 U.S.C. section 1232H, that the federal government, federal law is behind these inquiries that you're encouraging pe- parents to undertake, Correct. That's right. You know, it hasn't really been been utilized. Um, but if they don't comply with the request, then they could be subject to a complaint with the Department of Education. They could be subject to legal action directly. Um, so they really have, you know, some degree of incentive to, to cooperate with these requests and to let parents see exactly what is happening in these schools. I mean, you know, we're seeing it all over the place from, you know, Eau Claire, Wisconsin. We've been focusing a lot lately where you know, they have a policy and teacher trainings encouraging uh, teachers and administrators not to let parents know if a kid comes to them and is gender confused or wants to change their uh, gender identity. And you can't focus on one place alone because the minute you do that, you see something else online where it's a, another district doing the exact same thing. And, it, you know, it doesn't matter if you're in a blue state, if you're in a red state. These are things that are happening, you know, below the surface of, of state government. Uh, And it's important for parents to continue to fight back. You know, here in Virginia, sure, we elected Governor Youngkin, and he's doing a great job. But you can't just say, well, you know, we elected a governor, and he's going to take care of everything. No, absolutely not. Parents need to continue to be those watchdogs guarding, you know, their children and the education that they receive, because it is their constitutional right to be the primary um, caregivers and concerned with 
the health, well-being, and upbringing of their child, not the government, not the schools. Again, I want to remind you, folks, I'm on their site. It really lays it out beautifully. It's not in legalese. It's in plain English. Um, And it makes clear that you are allowed to look at any instructional material used as part of the education curriculum for your students. And by the way, it doesn't even have to be your kid. A taxpayer can do this. Anybody can do this. Uh, it, It was passed originally in 1974 and most recently amended in 2002. And there it is sitting, little used, and the folks here at American First Legal figured it out. And America First Legal is giving you this this website, this site, to get on here. For instance, they ask questions. The introduction to the law, what does the law cover, who's covered, what does the school have to do, what can parents do under the law, what can the U.S. Department of Education do, what can you do if the U.S. Department of Education refuses or fails to act. It's step by step by step. You can look at any instructional material. Parents have the right to inspect under federal law. But you have to request the material. The school does not have to provide access to the material without being asked first. You have to ask for it. And they point out here, parents should demand that schools disclose teacher training materials designed to affect or direct student instruction as instructional material. Without parent consent, schools cannot require students to answer questions about political beliefs or affiliations. Mental problems or challenges, sexual behavior attitudes, illegal, antisocial, self-incriminating or demeaning behavior, critical appraisals of people with close family relationships, relationships with lawyers, physicians, administrators, religious beliefs or practices, and income levels unless they're simply inquiring in order to help the, the uh, child apply to a program. Ian Pryor, can you stick with us? Absolutely. Ian Pryor. With America First Legal, who's been one of the great founders and patriots of this Parents First movement. I'll be right back. I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does, and a little over half of the cost. And I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. Then this month, enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. The Mark Levin Show, the pool feed for the conservative media. Dive in now, 877-381-3811. The key to understand, Ian Pryor of American First Legal is explaining this to us. You literally have federal legal rights that you didn't know about before. Federal legal rights, and they are providing you with a step-by-step, step-by-step action plan, which might take 10 minutes of your life, particularly if you're a parent 
and you want to know what's going on in that school district. And I want to encourage all parents listening to this program, not just parents, grandparents, listening to this program, to make use of this. It's 20 United States Code, Section 1232H. You don't even need to understand that law. It's been explained to you on this site. If I were writing a letter, I would cite that law, and I would tell that school district, I want to know. What do you want to know? I want to know the curriculum that you're using in the instructional material that you're using. They have to provide access to the material if you ask them for it. You want them to disclose teacher training materials designed to affect the student instruction. I'm taking this right off their website. As instructional material, depending on what you find, you should share it with your fellow parents, your fellow taxpayers. And if you find this offensive to your children, you should insist that your children not be indoctrinated this way. Now you have a section here, Ian Pryor, that also says... What does a school have to do? What does a school have to do after you send them a letter like this? Well, that's where they have to provide you the opportunity to go and physically inspect all the documents that you've requested. So, for example, let's say you have a second grader at a public school. You know, what I would do is I would send a request, and I wouldn't just want the materials that are being used in second grade or the curriculum or the teacher trainings that are being given to the second grade teachers, but I also want to know what was done in first grade, what was done in kindergarten. Uh, You have a right to know these things. And look, as I said, they're going to do everything in their power to prevent you from exercising your rights. You know, that's one of the reasons why America First Legal exists, is to help you exercise those rights. So don't expect that, you know, your school district is just going to roll over and say, oh, yeah, we're all of a sudden going to start following the law. No. Uh, But you need to go and make sure that you put in the request that you follow the law, that you've exercised your rights under federal statutory law. And if there is any, you know, pushback, that's where that's where we come in. And, you know, we we absolutely welcome people reaching out to us um, and explaining the situation that they find themselves in, because this is a very, very important piece of making sure that we have transparency and accountability uh, in public schools, because if we don't do this, then they're going to continue to really hide everything behind that curtain and, you know, continue to indoctrinate our children with gender ideology, critical race theory, social emotional learning, all the things that are sort of their Trojan horse for, quite frankly, indoctrination. And you really, you do cover the playing field here. You can ask for copies of all surveys and related documents given to my child during the past school year copies of the opt-out notifications you provided to other parents uh, relating to information concerning all these issues we talked about, affiliations and so forth. Uh, Now, also, you point out that you are there, as you just said, to provide support. So if people feel they're not getting the answers that they need or there are these long delays or they're, they're being charged, millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars to get this information. You're saying you're prepared, your group is prepared to sue or to find other like-minded groups or attorneys to sue on their behalf. You can sue the Department of Education if they don't act. You can can sue the school district under federal law. You can file administrative petitions. In other words, there's lots of things you can do, correct? 
Yeah, that's correct. And, and beyond even taking action for failure to uh, comply with the PPRA, once you do get those documents, you, you know, you, you will find some things that, quite frankly, are unconstitutional. You know, we've seen we've seen all over the country in just the past several weeks, school systems that say, you know, if a student comes to somebody at the school and says, you know, I'm changing my gender or I'm changing my pronouns, these school systems will block parents' right to know. And they will they will do it under the guise of student privacy. So they will say, well, you know, but the child didn't give us permission to reach out to the parent. So we can't tell you, we can't give you that information. Now, it doesn't matter if the child is, you know, 17 years old or five years old. That is what they're doing. And we have a fundamental liberty right. The Supreme Court has said it is probably the oldest fundamental liberty right, that of families, that of parents to be in charge of the upbringing of their child. And we are seeing schools violate that over and over and over again. And if it's not stopped now, then we should be very fearful, not just for the future of our children, but also the future of this country that they're going to live in. Again, the website, and we're going to place this on MarkLevinShow.com. You know, I'm not on Twitter or Facebook, thank God. We are on Getter and uh, <laughs> and the Parlor. We'll put it up there. But let's put it on the website, MarkLevinShow.com, a link to uh, aflegal.org, that's American First Legal, aflegal.org. I'm going to strongly encourage you to go there this evening. Um, it's aflegal.org, and to and to act. There's parents' movement, this liberty movement, this taxpayer movement, this freedom movement is strong. You need to hold these schools accountable. You need to hold the teachers' unions accountable. And there are ways to go on the offense. You can do this. By the way, if those of you who have my book, look at Chapter 7 as well. Very, very important. I want to ask you about Disney. Now that I have you, Ian Pryor. Absolutely. We used to go to Disney all the time. I wouldn't step in that place under any circumstances anymore, given to how they have destroyed this, this institution, like they destroy so many institutions, like the classroom and these other things. Destroyed what Walt Disney built. A family-oriented atmosphere for people to have fun, not a place for people to be indoctrinated about sex acts and, 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 and operations and uh, attitudes and all the rest. What do you make of this? Well, you, you said it exactly right. I mean, I think we've all grown up going to Disney World. It was all about family. It was all about, you know, giving kids inspirational entertainment value, whether it's their theme parks or their movies. And now it's a it's a social justice experiment company, and you know I think that we saw what was going on with Flor- in Florida uh, with the parents' rights bill that the false narrative behind this bill when when all that bill did all that bill did was say you cannot teach grades K through three lessons on gender ideology and sexual orientation now. That shouldn't seem very strange to most people that are, you know, in their 30s and 40s, because when they were in kindergarten through third grade, nobody taught them any of that. It wasn't appropriate then. It's not appropriate now. But for Disney to go all out in opposition to that bill, and not just that, I mean, I think you saw Chris Rufo was putting out um, videos from some of their, their seminars where, you know, they're talking about including, you know, pansexual characters and asexual characters in their movies. I don't know how any parent can sit there and now think, well, you know, I'm just going to let my kid watch Disney Plus. 
because Disney Plus is just going to be an indoctrination machine, just like all, you know, TikTok and all these other things that we're trying to keep our kids away from. It, it's really sad, and I think they're going to end up paying a price. There was a poll that was just released today, I believe by public opinion strategies, that showed across yes. America and across party lines, that's Republicans, independents, mm-hmm. Democrats, all overwhelmingly support that Florida bill. So if Disney is going when out they know what's in it, which that, the media will not tell them exactly. when they know what's in the bill. Exactly. And I would encourage people to read the bill, because once you read that paragraph, sit there and say, well, what is the what is the big deal with that uproar of this bill? I mean, this is common sense. It is it is a normal thing not to want your five year old uh, in kindergarten having discussions about gender ideology. I mean, they should be learning to read and write and add, not talk about theories that, you know, quite frankly, are destructive. Of course, they won't talk about it. They'll be indoctrinated about it. And that's exactly the goal here, to get to the little kids, to indoctrinate the little kids. We have a lot of people of faith who don't believe in a lot of this stuff. That's a fact. That's right. And, and a lot and, of you know, people... I think, yeah. that, I think that what we've seen over the years, and you know this, I mean, the constitutional rights have been under attack from the left for for decades if not more but this is the first time you know not everybody goes out there and speaks publicly not everybody out there owns a gun not everybody out there has to worry about the fourth amendment so much right but everyone so many people have children and grandchildren and when they see their children and grandchildren under attack like what is happening now that's when everybody has woken up and said wait a minute what is going on in this country why are they trying to tear the fabric of the family apart in America? All right, Ian Pryor, we want to thank you for all that you've done and you do. We want to thank America Legal First. Again, folks, that's aflegal.org. If you're a parent in this country or a grandparent or anybody, I encourage you to check out this site. And look, you have a federal law that literally protects you that literally requires these school districts to provide you information so you know what they're doing with and to your children. Because otherwise, I can tell you from my own experience as an old school board member decades ago, they will block you. They will mock you. They will try and drain you of resources. And you can fight back. And I encourage you to do it. Again, one more time, uh, go to aflegal.org. Ian Pryor, thank you, my friend. Thank you, Mark. All right, be well. Boy, oh boy. My wife was telling me about this. It's unbelievable. My wife, Julie, who is uh, who's an attorney or senior counsel or advisor there. I shall return. Mark Lovin. I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say. Said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does and a little over half of the cost. And I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. 
Then this month, enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L E V I N Podcast, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. What's happening to those 9,000 American citizens behind Taliban enemy lines? Do you think they feel abandoned, Mr. Producer? You know, the Taliban will not allow women to be educated. They said they would. They will not allow men to work who don't grow beards. Are you aware of that? It's the old Taliban. What are they doing to the Afghans who worked with us, we Americans? They're killing them. Has there been a media inquiry yet about those 9,000 American citizens? 9,000. Remember, there were 150. No, they're 9,000. Next hour, we don't typically have two guests, but now and then we do. I'm not ideological about guests or not having guests or how many guests, but Bruce Pearl. You may recall I played the audio of his comments during one of the press events after a game that Auburn actually won. NCAA men's basketball coach at Auburn University. He spoke out in defense of the Ukrainians, said he would like to do more to help them. And he cited the the Bible, the Old Testament. Talked about Purim, which kind of grabbed my attention. I didn't know or don't know many basketball coaches who can or would. And so we'll definitely want to hear from him. How much time do I have, Rich? A couple more points on this Hunter Biden story. And you have to ask yourself about the Washington Post, how they sat on this, how they joined in the crowd, trashing the New York Post, didn't say a damn thing about the, the American oligarchs, big tech. A few weeks after Hunter Biden went into business with the communist executives in the fall of 2017, He requested changes to the fifth-floor office space he was renting at the House of Sweden, an an airy building in Georgetown that is home to the Swedish embassy and other offices. On September 21, 2017, he wrote to a building manager requesting new office signage to reflect a new family enterprise, a new business relationship. Quote, the Biden Foundation and Hudson West, CEFC slash US. He wrote in emails to the property manager. He also requested keys for his new office mates, his father, Joe, his mother, Jill, his uncle, James, and the Chinese executive, Kukang Why would his father need keys, Mr. Medusa? But, but, But they couldn't find anything over there at the Washington. No connections whatsoever. If any one of those three reporters want to call this program, preferably on the air, I'll give you some evidence of Joe Biden's involvement. As part of the request, he provided what he said with his father's cell phone number, saying an office representative could use it to contact his new office mates. I mean, they write this and then say there's no evidence, none. Hunter Biden referred to Yi, the chairman of the communist company, as my partner and described Gokandang as the chairman Yi CEFC emissary. The email exchanges that discussed Hunter Biden's plan to open a Biden CFC office were included on the copy of his hard drive. Oh, the hard drive again. The laptop again. How 
how hard would this case be to bring? How hard would this case be to bring, ladies and gentlemen? How hard would it be? It wouldn't. How hard would it be to investigate Joe Biden? Should there not be a special counsel, America? Should there not be House hearings instead of this January 6th crap? I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 3811. Mitt Romney, ladies and gentlemen, is a a rash on the inside thigh of the Republican Party, if not the Republic. Mitt Romney has always been for Mitt Romney. Massive ego. Relatively dumb guy. Massachusetts, he's a liberal Republican. Runs for Senate in Utah as a conservative Republican. Back to a liberal Republican now. Gets the nomination of the party by, uh, by trashing Mike Huckabee and really uh, trashing Huckabee in a very nefarious way, I came to see. And uh, had promised to be the next Reagan, if you will. Actually, he's more like Florence Nightingale. Well, actually, he is sort of a Susan Collins in a suit, but not nearly as smart, and she ain't smart. Let's listen to Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney was on CNN Plus. Does anybody watch CNN Plus? No. Does anybody know what CNN Plus is? No. Cut nine, go. Do you think that the former President Donald Trump permanently damaged NATO? That would be so-called reporter Casey Hunt. He wants to know if Donald Trump permanently damaged NATO, when in fact he built up NATO by confronting the weak leaders of Europe, of Western free Europe, who refused to put in their fair share. And so the lies continue on CNN Plus, CNN Minus, CNN Digital, CNN FU, and there's Romney. Always there to help out. As I said, he's Susan Collins in a suit. Go ahead. 
well, I think what's happened to NATO is that they have said, can we rely on the U.S.? And, and is this America first idea, which is the president saying to everybody, hey, go off and do your own thing. Uh, I, I did that approach uh, hey, it. dummy, dummy. May I call you dummy? He never said, hey, go off and do your own thing. He said the obvious. Every country acts in its own interests. Any country that doesn't do that is suicidal. Every country acts in its own interests. Now, our interests includes having allies. We created NATO. We had the Marshall Plan and so forth and so on. So there can be arguments over that or different aspects of it. If Donald Trump wanted to eliminate NATO and get out of NATO, he would have. But he didn't. He insisted that they pay their fair share. Romney is... I don't know if it's purposeful or not, but he's the laughingstock of the media. Does he know he's the laughingstock of the media? Well, he is, because they just love to use him the way they do Dizzy Lizzie Cheney and Adam Headcase Kingsinger and, and the rest of the crew. Donald Trump's been asking good questions. It would be nice... If Romney would ask questions about the Biden crime family, about the border, I should say if Romney would, and that is the budget. But he doesn't. He's there to attack his fellow Republicans. And not from the right, mind you. He's all for Mitch McConnell, who's a failed leader. Now here's a leader, Trump on Real America's Voice today. He's asked a question, and he wants to know. He wants to know why the Bidens got $3.5 million from the wife of the mayor of Moscow. And it is important to do what Donald Trump is doing. He's, he's not separating Hunter from Joe. There's no reason to give Joe a pass on this. The media would never give Donald Trump a pass on this. We want a special counsel investigation into the Biden family. There is more predicate for this than any special counsel in modern times. We want a special counsel, a criminal investigation, not by Meritless Garland, who's in the tank, by a special counsel, and one, by the way, who has two brain cells to rub together. Here's Trump. Cut one, go. Why did the mayor of Moscow's wife... Give the Bidens, both of them, three and a half million dollars. That's a lot of money. She gave him three and a half million dollars. So now I would think Putin would know the answer to that. I think he should release it. I think we should know that answer. And because he said, I think he should release it, he's under attack, Trump. Well, why shouldn't he release it? Well, Mark, he's a war criminal. Folks, I've been saying the guy should be taken out. What are you going to do? We can't do that. We can't do that. This isn't about being part of the Putin wing of the Republic Party or the Putin wing of the media. No. This is about Putin has information on this. We ought to know it. Go ahead. You won't get the answer from Ukraine, but why are they giving somebody who knows nothing about energy, $187,000 a month, plus a $3 million upfront payment. 
And I won't even talk about China because they haven't gone into yeah. Taiwan yet. Right. That'll be next. But why did the mayor of Moscow's wife give the Biden family three and a half million dollars? Nobody wants to ask the question. And Chris Wallace, who's a total lightweight, unlike his mm -hmm. father, who interviewed me for 60 minutes, who was actually a good piece. Mike Wallace was great. He mm -hmm. wants to be Mike Wallace, but he doesn't have the talent. But why is it that the mayor of Moscow's wife gave the Biden family three and a half million dollars? I think Putin now would be willing to probably give that answer. I'm sure he knows. I'd like to know the answer. Wouldn't you like to, Mr. Producer? If our government's not going to investigate it, if our media is going to help cover up all these things until they let a little squirt out here and there, we'd like to have that information. If we had a criminal investigation, they'd want to know from the Russian government whatever information they had. Not a phony dossier. Not a Russia collusion thing. Real information. The guy was paid $3.5 million. He talked all the time about the big guy getting a cut. He opens an office in Georgetown, gives his father, among others, a key, gives his father's cell phone number out, and yet we're to believe, according to the Washington Compost, that Joe Biden doesn't know what's going on. Now, enough of that. Enough of these lies from these media frauds who exist to do one thing, tear down our country and promote the Democrat Party and the American Marxist agenda. That's why this media exists. It's not what the founders intended. It's not what was intended by the First Amendment. It was not intended by, by the Supreme Court when they gave special immunity to uh, reporters who commit acts of libel. And now we have a media that serves the interests of a very, very evil mindset in this country. We want a free uh, media. That's why we like these independents and these these other outfits, these smaller outfits. That's why they hate Fox. That's why they hate the Blaze, and they hate conservative talk radio, and that's why they hate the Daily Caller and the Daily Wire and, and Breitbart and uh, Red State and legal insurrection, and I can go on and on and on. Scores of outstanding real news sites, very thoughtful sites. That's also why they defend the big tech oligarchs, and in fact demand that they shut us up. They demand it. That's why they hate Rogan. That's why they hate anybody who steps out. Even Aaron Rodgers. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Pleasure to have Bruce Pearl on the program. He is the coach of the Auburn University basketball team. How are you, sir? I'm great, Mark. How are you this evening? I'm great. Now, we've never talked before. We've never met. You, uh, you made a statement in response to a question at a uh, press event. They get very, very political. I didn't think you were being political at all, by the way. And you expressed your, your, your deep-felt concern for the people of Ukraine and you wanted to help them. Would you like to elaborate on that? Yeah, thank you, Mark. Um, you know, when you're in March Madness and you're having a press conference and there's a room full of sports writers, they want to talk basketball. They want to talk about the matchup. 
They want to talk about who's going to advance. They want to talk about one shining moment. And I absolutely get that. And, um, but at the same time, um, being a Jewish American, that's absolutely blessed and fortunate to be a head basketball coach in the southeastern part of the country, in the Southeast mm-hmm. Conference, in Auburn, Alabama, and loved in this community because of my faith. And um, so I'm grateful. But I had to really wait for an opportunity um, to maybe talk about something more than just basketball. And I got a question about Ukraine. Tara Vandiver, the women's basketball coach at Stanford, had challenged coaches uh, to donate money for every three-pointer made. And I'm like, uh, okay, here it is. This is my window of opportunity. And so I explained my Hebrew name is Mordechai Shmuel. Everybody calls me Coach Bruce Pearl. But Mordechai, as you know, in the story of Purim and the Celebrating That Festival, was Queen Esther's uncle, and he advised his niece, the queen, your people are going to be murdered. Haman has gotten to the king, and it's only a matter of time between, before you and your family and your people are going to be removed. And he gave her the confidence and the courage to see if she could change Haman's heart. And so as I've been thinking, Mark, about what's going on in Ukraine right now, or what's going on right now with a potential treaty with Iran, Persia, it just it rings back to being true that, that right now um, the Jewish people, and not just the Jewish people, but people in this, in this world are actually in, in grave, grave danger based on, some of the, based on some of the decisions that the king of Persia might make. And I felt compelled. Well, it was very articulate. I played it on the program, as you obviously were told about or heard. Let me ask you something. Did you get any pushback from that? Mark, not very much. Um, I didn't. And I want to thank you for playing it on the program. I, 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 I'm, a, I'm a fan, and uh, I enjoy reading you, and I enjoy listening to you, and I thank God for what you're trying to do to wake us up uh, to the realities that are out there. Um, and, but at this point, I don't, I don't care. Um, mm-hmm. it, when we say never again, what exactly can we do about it? I mean, uh, I can't take up arms. Um, I, I'm limited. You know, I could do what I can financially to support things, to try to promote peace and, 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 and things like other uh, those. But we also have our voice. And you have a platform, and I have a platform too. And if there are people that are uncomfortable hearing it, well, then I apologize. I, I, I'm sorry. Um, we, we need to be able to agree to disagree. But if I'm going to sit there as a, as, a, as a citizen of this country and a Jewish American that loves Israel, and, and, and be silent as, as our country considers getting back into a treaty that is going to provide riches and wealth to a terrorist state in Iran for them to do the kind of damage that they're capable of doing. Um, I can't see for the life of me what the benefit is. And, Mark, we all know that Israel is not going to allow Iran to get a nuclear weapon and to de- develop their ballistic missiles. And so I just don't understand how we can get on the wrong side of just about everything, including this issue. You know, Coach, uh, I've spent time in Alabama, and I have found the people there to be terrific. Very, very kind. I found the food there to be unbelievable, by the way. (laughs) And uh, people may not realize some of the smartest people in the world are there. That Redstone Arsenal in Huntsville, Alabama, with the scientists and engineers and so forth, that's so vital to the NASA science program. And 
and so forth and so on. And uh, and you're saying you're welcome with open arms. I guess not at the University of Alabama, but you're pretty much welcome at open arms there, right? <laughs> Actually, I would be out welcome at Alabama as they've got a very large Hillel. Uh, they figured out a long time ago that it wasn't the worst thing in the world to get some bright, talented uh, Jewish faculty, staff, and students. But, you know, uh, Mark, I... I no, 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 I just mean because you're Auburn's coach. That's all. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. You know, yeah. it, 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 you have to, it does take two L's to spell Roll Tide. I say <laughs> that every now and then, and, and I get a little heat. But, you know, the, the thing about being in Alabama, you're right. Um, you know, what, but people, I grew up in Boston, and, I, mm-hmm. and, I, and I, my first job was out at Stanford, California. So I lived on both coasts and never experienced the middle of our country or the southeastern or the south part of our country until a little bit later on in, in my career. And, uh, you know, I love, I, I, I love our country, um, and, 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 but it's so misunderstood by people in the East and the West that they don't understand um, the love of country, the patriotism. You're right, the intelligence, the wealth. Um, you know, it, 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 this is a great country all over the country, but somehow certain parts of the country, we're, we're sort of, you know, we're all supposed to drive in pickup trucks, and, and we're all the basket of deplorable, so on and so forth, and that's just absolutely not the case and being a jewish american um you know the fact that 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 i do observe and i do pray and i try to go you know to service and 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 i host our jewish students on our campus also my christian brothers and sisters respect me for that and um you know uh you know i'm grateful you know because as a basketball coach my whole deal is bringing people together right and growing up in boston where in the 60s when there's tremendous you know, racism and ethnic uh, diversity, but but lack of tolerance and understanding. I just couldn't understand that. I'd go on the playground and we play pickup games, and I didn't care what color you were. Could you guard somebody? I didn't care who you prayed to. Could you make a shot? And kids could, and sports could teach adults like how to how to how to see what's important and and how to treat one another. And uh, so, listen, I am grateful, and I absolutely don't take the religious freedom that you and I have that our fathers didn't have and our grandfathers didn't have, and I'm grateful for it. Yes, we are blessed to be Americans, where we can be the individuals we want to be. All right, let me ask you. You're heading off to the Final Four. What do you think? Well, you got Hall of Fame coaches. Uh, you've got – you couldn't have written a better script for Mike Krzyzewski to, to right. get to this last Final Four. And for North Carolina and Duke to be facing off, uh, they've never played each other, Mark, in the NCAA tournament. I mean, he's played against them how many times in his career? And it's, you know, it's like a 50-50 battle. And this one's probably the biggest one of all of them uh, in the semifinal game. And then on the other side, you've got Kansas and Villanova, Bill Self and, and Jay Wright. I mean, it, it, it's the cream of the crop. It has risen. And uh, these are the, the blue blood programs. And uh, it's going to be a great, it'll be a great Final Four. Well, Coach, you're the cream of the crop, too. And by the way, Villanova lost its star player, so that might be tough, being a Philadelphian and all. But you're the cream of the crop, too. I want to thank you for speaking out, not taking knees and all the rest of it, but speaking out for the people in Ukraine who need our help, speaking out against what's going to happen potentially in the Middle East, and speaking out for your country, the United States. So God bless you, my friend, and I hope to have you back if you don't mind. I'd enjoy that very much, Mark. You keep up the good work yourself. All right. God bless. Have a safe, safe trip. Isn't he terrific? Bruce Pearl, NCAA men's basketball coach at Auburn University. 
I'll be right back. The Mark Lovin Show, where we create the talking points. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Over at the Blaze News media site, a 68-year-old man and his son were stabbed while intervening in an attack and robbery on a woman in front of their New York City pizzeria over the weekend. Not only did they hold down two of the attackers until police arrived, but the father and son walked themselves to a hospital afterwards, WABC-TV reported. Police told the station a 61-year-old woman was pushing a grocery cart outside Louis Pizzeria and Restaurant in the Elmhurst neighborhood of Queens just before 9 p.m. Saturday. The Korean woman didn't want to appear on camera but told the station she remembers being pushed from behind, knocked to the ground, having her bag stolen, and then being stabbed. Louis Soljovic, a 38-year-old military veteran, told the station from his hospital bed that he was working behind the counter at Louis with his father, Charlie, when the attack took place. He said, my father noticed at first that the woman was attacked and she was on the floor. My understanding was he heard her screaming, Skovanik told WABC. That's Soljovic, excuse me. So he went after them and yelled my name. Once I heard my name, we both chased them down the block. Louis Soljovic was stabbed while fighting the attackers, but his dad was stabbed in the back nine times, the station said, adding that they both suffered collapsed lungs. Trying to take a breath, but it's hard to take a real breath, and you feel like a bubbling inside, he told WABC before heaping praise on his father. My dad's a bull, like old school men, he told the station. They don't make them like they used to. The Soljoviks held down two of the three suspects until police arrived, and then the father and son walked themselves to the emergency room at Elmhurst Hospital across the street. Louis Soljovic said the woman suffered a long gash and was losing a lot of blood, the station reported, adding she doesn't know what her assailant said to her due to a language barrier. Robert Wack, 30, is facing charges of second-degree attempted murder, assault, robbery, criminal possession of a weapon, Possession of a controlled substance, Fox News reports. Wack told officers that after the woman began screaming, quote, honestly, I didn't know what to do, so I just stabbed him, the cable network said, citing the criminal complaint. Police also found 39 heroin packets and a bloody knife on Wack, Fox News said, adding that a judge set his bail at 250000 to 500000 He's due back in court on April 1. The second suspect, 18-year-old Supreme Gooding, is awaiting arraignment, citing a spokesperson for the uh, Queens District Attorney's Office. But WABC said Gooding is charged with robbery, assault, criminal possession of a weapon. There's a third assailant who remains at large. Now, the police tweeted that during the pandemic, Louis remained open and donated meals to Elmhurst Hospital staff, where they're recovering, and to the first responders. They said he and his father are among the very best New York has to offer. We thank them for their bravery and wish them a speedy recovery. Now, folks, this is where we can help. A GoFundMe page was created for the Soljovic's medical expenses. Nearly $140,000 has been raised as of Wednesday morning. 
People who know us in the area know our personality and what we're willing to sacrifice for everyone in our area, Louis Saldrovich said. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you can help, please go to the GoFundMe page. Mr. Producer, put that on our sites. Put it on your sites as well. Uh, it's created for the Soldrovics medical expenses. So these patriots, these, these fantastic citizens need our help. They could have been killed easily. Help the owners of Louis Pizza after this stabbing. And uh, let's please do what we can. They're still recovering in the hospital. Their medical bills are significantly increasing. So again, GoFundMe.com is where you go. Help the owners of Louis Pizza. GoFundMe.com. Help the owners of Louis Pizza. Uh, you can check my social sites. You can check uh, the sites of uh, Mr. Producer and Mr. Call Screener, too. That is uh, Richie and Richard. Rich. Two Richards, actually. And they're not little Richards. May I say that? I think I will. We have Richard Durbin, little Dick Durbin. I would never say that of you guys. But seriously, let's help these folks, the Soljovics. And uh, we want to thank them for what they did. Jensen Beach, Florida. What's the name again, sir? Corey on the Levin app. I know exactly where that is. Corey, how are you? Uh oh. Is this Corey? Is it Corey Booker? Do we have another caller, Mr. Producer, who's actually on the line? Farmington, Connecticut, Steve, on the great WABC. Go right ahead, please. Uh oh. Are you there, Steve? Ladies and gentlemen. I think we have a phone issue or a caller issue, yeah, but good, I suspect. Good Wait a minute. Is this Steve? All right, forget it. I can't hear anybody. Forget it. Let's swing back, shall we? Yes, we shall. Illegal immigration population is soaring. Imagine that. Now, there's something very, very important I want to talk to you about. Very important. There was a piece in the Hill newspaper. In fact, here it is, right in front of me. Immigration highlights the problems with when a president acts like a king. And in this outstanding piece, written by Nolan Rappaport, who is an opinion contributor, it's an outstanding piece. He goes through the, the decisions that have been made by Obama and then Biden in violation of federal immigration law. You know, DACA, ladies and gentlemen, was not created by statute. The Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, that was created by an executive decision. Not by federal legislation. Obama did that in 2011. Then he created, in 2014... Statutory classes of deportable aliens, he replaced the existing list of deportable aliens in Section 1227 of federal law and and created his own list of deportable alien classes, as pointed out by Rappaport, severely restricting who could be deported. 
And he even required immigration officers to get approval from an ICE field office director before they could actually trigger an enforcement action. So making enforcement virtually impossible. Now Biden's gone further. His DHS secretary, Alejandro Mayorkas, issued enforcement guidelines that replaced the deportable alien grounds in Section 1227. Removing the prior categories that restrict deportation to immigrants who are now a threat to national security, public safety, or to border security. That's it. That's it. Because he decided a majority of undocumented immigrants have been here a long time, and he just decided that's the way it is. So they violate the law. They violate the law. Section 1226C1 provides that DHS shall take into custody immigrants who have committed specified criminal offenses. Another section provides DHS shall remove immigrants subject to final orders of removal within 90 days. We have lawsuits by states saying that the federal government is skirting the mandates in those statutory provisions. And uh, the gentleman correctly points out there's a provision in the Constitution of the United States. It's called the Take Care Clause. And I've talked about this before. That is, if a president disagrees with a law, he's still required to enforce it. He's still required to enforce it. And what Biden has done is he has replaced the requirements of federal law with his own decisions as his secretary has the take care clause in the constitution says that the president shall not may as Rappaport points out execute congress's laws faithfully faithfully not violate them faithfully follow them faithfully ladies and gentlemen These are impeachable offenses. This is exactly why the impeachment clause is in the Constitution. It's not the plaything of the Democrat Party. It's not the plaything of the media. It's not the plaything of Obama and Biden and Hillary Clinton and the other. The others. This is exactly why that clause is there. Joe Biden has violated federal immigration law or has caused it to be violated His administration, each and every day, is in violation of federal immigration law. They're in violation of separation of powers doctrine, having decided that they will decide what the law is. They will make their own law as if they're writing their own statutes and passing them. And the impact has been on this country a disaster on our border. A disaster for millions of American citizens. Let's focus on them from time to time, don't you think? The Republicans better take this up, and they better seriously think about impeachment should they win the House. McConnell is a fraud, phony, and fool. He'll do nothing. That's him. Remember the the Peanuts cartoons and so forth? Remember when the mother was the teacher, they would they would use basically a horn to have her speak. Right, Mr. Producer? Wah, 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 wah. That's McConnell. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. 
people say to me, oh, how do you have the energy to do this show from 6 to 9 at night, Eastern Time? And to do Levin TV, to do your Fox show, to write books, to do all this stuff. I love radio. I've always loved radio. I love listening to it, or did. And I love being on radio. It's my favorite platform. That's how. We end the program with Andrew Sullivan. And uh, what's the other guy's name? John Leibowitz, a.k.a. John Stewart. Cut 22, go. I think the conversation is then this. We have an awful history. Its, its remnants are still We also have today. a great history, John. Say it again. We also have a great history. But I think you're minimizing it. You're suggesting that because I think by of, calling yeah. today white supremacy, you are minimizing actual white supremacy. You have an incredible diversity to condemn all American it's history not, as I, racist. I, I disagree that they're generalizing all white people. The systems that were racist that were put in place. That systems. Do you realize, yes. folks, that John... Stewart is promoting critical race theory that America simply can't fix itself. He's so stupid. He just regurgitates what he hears. He's such a moron. Go ahead. Put in place. I'd like you to explain exactly what they are. Well, I thought I explained it earlier about the GI Bill and about that's what, the that's, New that's Deal. Very that's one thing. I want to know about these systems. I just explained it. Housing. That's food, one and I've agreed that. Andrew, you're not living on the same planet we are. Honestly. See, John Stewart likes to trash other media outlets. This is their plan. This is how they get ratings and attention. Folks, this is how John Stewart hopes to get attention. He's now a great fighter for the cause. He doesn't live among people he talks about. He doesn't live in conditions he talks about. This is a fantastic country. It is a fantastic country. He talks about our history. So many people who live here were not even part of our history, including my ancestors. But here we are today, living in the freest country on the face of the earth, able to practice our faith, a minority faith, Judaism, where you're rarely free to practice it anywhere else. And you can look at Europe all you want. Maybe Israel. That's about it. Look what goes on in Canada. Look how they treat their people. We're trying to save this country. Save this country from the likes of a John Stewart, who doesn't appreciate what he has and doesn't appreciate what it offers everybody else. And yes, he's stereotyping, which is racist. No, it is you, Stewart, who are living in a different world. You live in one world and you talk about another. You think you're better than everybody else. Trust me, you're not. Go ahead. Living, I think you are not living in the planet most Americans are, which is why this kind of extremism, this, right. this anti-white extremism, yes. is losing popular support, is, is creating a backlash, is going to elect Republicans, and yeah. undo a lot of the good you think you're doing. All right, that's enough. Andrew Sullivan, I tip my hat to you. Because you stand up, you're British, you're now an American citizen... People born into this country don't realize how wonderful it is. All you have to do is look at the people who are pouring over the border, and you'll get it. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. 